Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast with your hosts, Josh Sanger and Neil Rampersod. Welcome, sports fans, to the Shoot Your Thought podcast. My name is Josh. That is Neil. How was that, Neil? Was that that was my audition tape? How was that? Got goosebumps. Yeah? I have goosebumps on my arms right nice, now. Nice, nice. All right, so I have a career ahead of me. That's awesome. All right, we've got a fun show for you guys today. We're going to talk the Toronto Blue Jays, the new and improved brown, 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 Toronto Blue Jays back home and uh, cleaning up. We're going to talk Leo Messi and the, <laughs> the, the late change of career. Oh, Barcelona. And uh, we're going to talk about that. Lose no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get into it right now. But Goran Dragic coming over to Toronto and saying some things. Uh, then we're going to talk um, a preview of next week's show because next week we're going to be getting into uh, fantasy football and we're going to do a mock draft. So the, on this episode, we're going to give our sleepers. But uh, let's talk about uh, the Toronto Blue Jays. Neil, have you been to a game yet? You haven't been to a game yet, have you? Not since they've relocated back home. Mm-hmm. No. Relocated for the third time, actually, this year. Yeah, for the uh, third time. This team has underperformed up until they got home. Now we're finally seeing the true Toronto Blue Jays. They're in their comfort zone. They're, you know, excited. They're motivated. They're hitting their stride right now at the right time, Josh. I don't know if you saw, but I think our PR department posted on our Instagram story that um, just like a quote from one of our episodes about how we were going to see rejuvenated Blue Jays team. Our, our PR department? Our, our PR our department PR has department. one individual. Our PR department, yeah. His name is also Josh. <laughs> well, he's a genius. And um, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, he, he actually said on episode 28, I believe, that we were going to see a rejuvenated Blue Jays team. And um, we are seeing a rejuvenated Blue Jays team. This team is so excited to be home. We're seeing it. We're seeing it in that uh, the video that was posted on our story about you know just George Springer hitting a home run and his reaction, yeah, to the fans and to the dugout. It was the bottom of the eighth, and that was a, they were behind the whole game. They were mm-hmm. down nine, I think it was nine eight at the moment, or maybe yeah. it was yeah they were down nine eight in the bottom like of the that, eighth. Yeah. And, you know, they were clawing back in that game. And I think that game symbolizes what the Blue Jays have been doing over the last month or so. Mm-hmm. You know, the Blue Jays have been competing. The Blue Jays have been, you know, like coming up clutch in clutch situations. You know, the bullpen is still a question mark and probably will be for the rest of the season. We're getting we're getting to it, though. We're we're it's it's on the mend, let's say. Injuries just continue to derail this blue jays team but holy fuck george springer george springer he is he obviously he started off the season on the ir um he's battled injuries multiple injuries throughout the season he came back then he went back on the il he's yeah but he's finally looking healthy and he's finally hitting his stride for you know the contract that the blue jays gave him in the off season he's starting to finally pay dividends for that well this is why he signed in toronto right this is why he wanted to come to toronto i mean mind you we paid him more than um other teams would have but yeah this is this is he was excited to play in front of toronto fans and he's finally getting to play in front of toronto fans and we're seeing the george springer of old you know Mm -hmm. what do you think happens here in the next couple months because there's still two and a half games out of a wild card spot there's still seven games behind uh tampa bay now for 
the AL East lead. Yes. Uh, but this is a fucking four-team race now in the East. 100%. I think uh, the Orioles are like 30 games back of Tampa. So. And all four teams are quality teams. The Yankees rebuffed their team, adding guys like um, Rizzo at the deadline. You know, like, they, they retooled their entire team. The Tampa Bay Rays added Nelson Cruz. Mm-hmm. You know, like, these teams got better as well, like, at the same time that the Jays were getting better. The you know, so. AL East is definitely the most competitive division in the league, I'd say. And that's been the case for the past few years now. Um, but, yeah, no, we have no more games against Boston. So, but we do have a lot of games against other um, teams in the AL East. Mm-hmm. So the race is very much not over. The fact that here, okay, so here's my opinion. I think the two wild card positions in the American League are going to be both from the AL East. That's your prediction. So if you you're prediction. you're predicting three teams make it out of yes. the AL East. Yes, because a maximum of three can a make it out. A maximum of three can make it out. Can make yeah. it out. So you're bumping out Oakland. You don't think Oakland, who is now in a wild card spot, you don't think they'll compete for a wild card spot? I think it's going to be two AL East teams in the wild card. It's going to be an exciting race for the playoffs. That's and for how sure. fun is that game going to be? That wild card game. I hate, I, I hate the fact that it's just one game. You I know, do it's too. Do or die. I do too. I would like to see like a little mini series, maybe like or even a double header. Or I guess you can't really do a double header, really but header, yeah. at least a three game series, like a weekend series. Yeah. To, to dictate, you know, best of three. Or even, like, do something like the NBA's... I mean, as much as I bash what the NBA's been doing in the, the play-in tournament, but, like, what if you made the wildcard game a play-in tournament, almost? You know what yeah. I mean? Maybe include, like, a third team in there. I hate the play-in tournament. It's just, I hate like, it, too, so but it looks, like it's, it looks like it's here to stay in the NBA, so we kind of have to get... I don't, is it, it here to stay? Is that what they're saying? Yeah. It's, it's going to be a thing like, next season, too. So 10 teams are going to... The last two or the ninth place and 10th place are going to play the eighth and seventh place teams yes that's just so dumb it's stupid um just just tell me how many teams are eligible to make it into the playoffs (laughs) and fucking start the playoffs then you know 100 i think the the nba had it so perfectly they had one to eight one plays eight two plays seven and it was so straightforward and now we're introducing a play-in tournament that was only supposed to be a thing for the bubble and for that shortened COVID season, everyone I've talked to hates the playing tournament. Yeah. I don't know where they're getting this information of, you know, the fans love it. What fans are you polling right now, Adam Silver? Anyways, let's get back to the Blue Jays. Uh, they've they're cemented their fate here at the deadline, acquiring, giving up a lot to acquire uh, Jose Berrios. And... He's looked every part of the ace that they acquired. You know, they still have him for another year next year under contract. But holy fuck, did, did you see Alec Manoa's performance last night? 11 strikeouts, which is yeah. a rookie record. The kid's got fucking ice in his veins every time yeah. he goes out there. I still remember his first game against the Yankees where he played that first half of a doubleheader. Yeah. And he pitched six innings, mm-hmm. shut out the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, we he is the pitcher that we thought Nate Pearson was gonna be. A hundred percent. How about that? He doesn't throw the same gas that Nate Pearson does, and that's probably a good thing because he doesn't gas himself out. He doesn't gas himself out. Longevity for his arm is is probably gonna be better. He's only twenty three, you know, and he's already overmatching and overpowering a lot of these 
top tier AL teams, which is fucking crazy. And he is fitting into this lineup so perfectly. I mean, the rotation, yes. On paper, yes. But if you just watch this team and you watch how they act in the dugout, they are happy. They, like, they are so excited to be playing together. They know how good this team can be. And they're just so happy to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and the, the the Blue Jays historically have have had a hard time, you know, managing workloads for their young players, mm-hmm. especially their pitchers. And you know, like right now, as it stands, I'm reading it. Um, he Manoa pitched 125 innings last year. He he's at 77 right now. I don't think he's going to really eclipse very much of 125. You probably get to like 130 or 140. But they're managing his workload just fine. You know, he's pitching yeah. five or six innings and quality five or six innings every time he gets out there, which is great, you know. So he's in a good spot. He's just dominating right now. He has a sub three ERA. Can't say enough about this fucking stud of a of a young pitcher that they have. Yeah, the starting rotation um, gets it done. They go out there and get it done. The starting rotation is not something that Blue Jays front front office is concerned about. It's not something that the fans are concerned about. We it's, were concerned about at the beginning of the year because we there were, were so yeah, many questions, right? Hundred um, percent. But it's it's the bullpen now that that we need to just tighten up a little bit. We got Brad Hand. He's done. He's had some solid innings. We got old man Soria, walk Joaquin Soria, but he's on the IR now. It's just like we we just need to get healthy, right? Like that's that's all it takes. But we have um, Romano, who's yeah dominating he he pitched he closed last night yeah strikeout otani to end the game yep like two nights ago like it was like he's looking great you know what i mean he's cemented in that role it's great yeah it's it's good to have like a dedicated closer too like someone that comes in and like we use for the ninth and only the ninth like i i hate bringing this loser up but like when we had osuna (laughs) that piece of shit but that like it's good to have like a good closer, a good quality closer that will just come in in the ninth and just just pitches lights out. Yeah. Do you remember Julian Merriweather at the beginning of the season? I do. Yeah. So he's uh, back. He's he's throwing bullpens again. He's probably soon to to make a you know minor league um, throwing program and do do like some you know simulated games and a whatnot. Short but stint there. Then he was dominating in the short stint that he began. Yeah. Right. Like. Um, he, he will come back and he will be slotted back into that ninth inning role once he gets comfortable. And he's going to be dominant for us when we need the most towards that home stretch of the season. Knock on wood that he's, you know, be, he's going to continue to be healthy and make strides toward, towards coming back. But another guy I want to bring up is Adam Simber, who fucking brings the energy yes. every time he's playing. Yes, he does. He's like a, a Jason Grilly. Yeah, I've heard yeah. I've heard that comparison because like remember he like he came in for a save. Funny yeah. enough, like after he got a strikeout to end the game, I've never seen a guy so pumped up since Grilly. Since Jason Grilly, yeah. Grilly used to just get pumped up after throwing a strike. Like he was like, yeah. oh my god, yes, fucking strike. Yeah, but he, uh, would, he would like start to walk off the mound and be like, oh no, I got the rest of the inning to pitch. Gr- okay. Do you remember Grilly? He always used to wear like the tightest clothes as well. Yeah, yeah. and like have like his his <laughs> semi large arms just hanging out. Yeah, and, he was. Oh, is he, he even was, still? Is he still playing? So we need to find Jason Grilly in this world right now. I don't. Know. I heard that he might have retired, but he's probably opening up his own like 
barbecue grill shop somewhere. His own grilly Grilly's, shop. Yeah. Grilly's Grills. That was his thing. Yeah. Fire up the grill. Let's get Jason Grilly on. Uh, but yeah, no. This. Um, what's your prediction, Neil? You you asked me my prediction, but for for the Jays' finish in this season, where do you think they're going to finish? With the competition that they have in the ALEs, it's going to be really tight. I, I can see them finishing probably the second wild card spot. My only hope is that they can try over the next two weeks to bridge the gap. But the way the Yankees are winning, they're on the same parallel path that the Blue Jays are. You know, in the last ten games, the Yankees are seven and three jays are eight and two but yeah that's the thing the yankees are winning with ease right now yeah you know they're they're finding pitching you know they're they're their schedule's pretty easy as well right now so they're they're rolling over teams pretty easily i just you know they're in the same mentality where they haven't been to the playoffs and had success in so long and they've made all these moves at the deadline to to show us hey we're serious about the playoffs we're gonna get there and we're gonna win so that's my only my only fear is that Tampa Bay and Boston are already in a in a comfortable position where they have games in hand. Blue Jays and Yankees are fighting for a playoff spot right now, so Blue Jays just need to continue to 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 put games together, put wins together, and make a run here for that last playoff spot. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the standings, you see that you know the Jays are winning these games. Yeah, but their 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 games back number is not going down. Yeah, which is, and the reason for that, like you just talked about, is that all teams in the AL East are winning at the same time the Jays are winning. So it's hard to catch those teams when they're all winning at the same time. That's it, right? So I, I think they definitely like wild card. I think they can make. I think that's very doable, um, and that's going to be a hell of a wild card game. But the Jays have been there before. The Jays have made the wild card game before. And if you recall the last wildcard game they were in, Encarnacion hit a walk-off home run. So I think we'll be okay. I do remember that. Yeah, I remember where I was when I saw that too. I literally jumped like 10 feet in the air. That was like one of the one of the best Toronto sports moments for Encarnacion. sure. Encarnacion. I would love to see a late season signing of Encarnacion. Of Encarnacion. <laughs> yeah. Just to bring the parrot back one more time. Why not? You know, like fuck. Like he hasn't played a... all season, but he he still got it. He's only one season removed. He played last year. Yeah, yeah, he did. But so did Bautista. <laughs> did Bautista play? He played last year. My God, someone get Encarnacion signed. Wherever you are, Encarnacion. I in. know you're listening. We want you back. <laughs> of course, we want you back. Like... We want you back, Edwin. Yeah, I know he's watching. He's watching on our YouTube channel right now. Fucking we're gonna be. sign you. We're gonna bring you on as a pinch hitter. Miss that guy. Miss the yeah. parrot. <laughs> yeah, those were the good days of like the 2015 like Blue Jays. Yeah, walk. He's walking the parrot. And they slowly started to, for whatever reason, we decided to rebuild that team the next season. Or no, we made. Yeah, I think 2017 is when we started to rebuild, and then obviously we're. Last season we made we made the playoffs and we weren't supposed to and the whole like the whole hashtag was why not right mm-hmm. like we're not supposed to be in the playoffs but why why not? not why not let's give it a go um, and so this season like this is the this is the time to to bet on the Blue Jays I think if you look at this rejuvenated team to win the World Series to win the World uh, <laughs> it's a money now man. 
I, I'd be down. willing to put some money down on the Blue Jays winning the World Series. The Blue Jays. Let's I'd be go. willing to, honestly. Wait, if you get this team in a postseason, this team that, and the connections that they have, this team that's able to work together and like pump each other up as much as they are. Kind of reminiscent of the 2015 Jays. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. They just need to... Um, we need the other AL East teams to start losing. Yeah. That's all we need. The Jays are doing their... They're doing their job. They're doing their part. We just... Um, we need to eye Tanya some uh, some other members of the Yankees or the Red Sox or the or the Rays. All right, should we uh, move on to some more big news around the world right more now? More big news, probably the biggest news. With out only of this with, last week. now that the Olympics are done um, and over with, and now that the only sport relevant is baseball. I know football preseason is starting. Mm-hmm. With some news out of Europe. Well, yeah, we got some. Um, Pretty much all the European leagues are starting either this weekend or next weekend. Yeah. Uh, we got the Premier League starting this weekend. Um, but yeah, Messi has left Barcelona in a very emotional goodbye. Yeah. And he has joined probably the richest team in the entire world right now. The only team that was able to spend the money to get Leo Messi. Mm-hmm. But Leo Messi has signed with Paris Saint-Germain, PSG. And he has completed the the top big three of Mbappe, Neymar, and Leo Messi. It's out, it's outrageous what PSG is at. Like the the, the FFP, the the fair um, salary cap, like gameplay, whatever it is that they call it in Europe. I don't know how the fuck they're going to fit this all in because. One of these guys has to be sacrificed. They can't afford to play all but these that's the guys. Thing. They can. I know they have PSG, PSG has, has so, so much, much money. money, so much money. Backed in like their owners are from Qatar. There's so much oil money invested in here in this in this franchise. I just don't understand how they can sign a player like Messi. You you've seen what financially uh, crippled franchises have to do. You see what. Barcelona had to do. They couldn't afford Messi. Look at what just happened this past week with Jack Grealish. Messi offered to take half the salary. He yeah. he was already the highest played player player ever to ever play any sport ever. He was about set to make ninety million dollars on a regular contract this year, but he, he was willing to take half to stay with Barcelona. To stay with Barcelona, the team that he's wanted to play with since he was nine years old, and he's literally been a Barcelona player since yeah since then. Which is unbelievable because now they have a stack of Neymar, Messi, and Mbappe. Mbappe. Um, the thing about PSG is they're, they're still a fairly new team. Like, I don't know if you've been... Have you ever been to Paris? Yeah, I have. Have you ever, like, checked out, like, any of the... They have, like, PSG official stores over there. Um, much like, you know, like a real sports here. For like our Toronto teams, but they have an actual like PSG dedicated store, and like in those stores they have like the history of like PSG, and they're a fairly new team. Like they're not, they're not like a Manchester United or like a Barcelona or Real Madrid. They're they're a new team, and they became so good because they had such rich owners that are willing to just like spend this money on whoever they can get. They were able to sign him for free. Basically. For free. PSG did not have to spend a transfer fee. 
Um, I don't know if you remember, but the last time they signed a player from Barcelona, it was Neymar. It was Neymar, yeah. And they had to pay 222 million euros to sign Neymar from Barcelona in 2017. There's no transfer fee for Lionel Messi, for the best player arguably ever to play the game. And we do, we still don't know what the salary is that he's going to be paid um, in PSG, but he, you know, the the press and the we've seen news articles that say he's probably going to earn around 35 million this year, mm-hmm. euros, euros, yeah, um, which is like what, like 41 or 42 million regular American dollars. <laughs> um but well it's almost like the euro and the pound are it's like double in canadian basically so like 30 million pounds would be 60 million canadian dollars it's insane yeah but i don't know how they're going to afford to keep all these players they also have Di maria they also signed um Di maria yeah Di maria still playing forgot that they still had him sergio ramos is he playing for psu right now i'm pretty sure he is did he officially sign? I know he said he was leaving Real. Yeah. <laughs> He's in PSG. Wow. Wow, I totally missed that. Anyways. Uh, yeah, no. It's just a case of the rich getting richer. And I think we should we could just hand the Champions League trophy to PSG right now. And Sir, Sergio Ramos has told Lionel Messi and his family... They can move in with him if they get tired of staying in a hotel. <laughs> the man wow. is being paid $90 million a year. He's not going to move in with Sergio Ramos. No, I don't think so. Um, do you think Messi finishes his career with PSG, or do you think he goes back to Barcelona? Uh, I, I think he finishes his career elsewhere than Barcelona. I don't think he goes back to Barcelona. You think the bridge is completely torn? You think you think you can't go back to Barcelona and finish his like sign th- like that? I don't think it's it's like that in in soccer where they do that. It's not like basketball or baseball where you can sign a one year deal or a ten day um, contract or, ten, or sorry a ten day contract where you can finish your career there. I just think that um, you know with that, if he does go back. Maybe he plays out like half a season or something, but I, I really doubt that he's going to re-sign in Barcelona after, especially after how he had that press conference saying goodbye to Barcelona. Literally, like at that tearful yeah. exit, that kind of told me that hey, he's not going to return. You're probably more likely to see him in MLS at the age of 49, <laughs> or like Yarmer Yager, than yeah. you would seeing him in Barcelona. He's 34. He still got. He signed a two-year deal. So who knows what happens in two years? I think he'll play play there for three years, and then maybe I think we see him in MLS. You think he goes to MLS? I think so. I don't know. He's he's the kind of person that always wants to be playing at the highest level, and he still is playing at a high level. You know, he's still putting up crazy amount of goals every year. But okay, so MLS is like the retirement home for European football legends right yeah like you have ibrahimovic who you know ages like a fine wine let's say because he went over to mls and just dominated over there and then realized he still had it and then came back to to europe but yeah like you look at thierry henry like going to going to the red bulls and just like finishing his career there like when you when you're falling off in in a european football league 
you can you can go to MLS and become relevant again. And that's basically what, what these players do. So that's what Rooney did, right? I'm not like Rooney was like an exception because he still he couldn't compete in the the uh, the MLS or so he couldn't compete in the Prem. That's why he went to MLS. He was still like putting it like he he left United went he to Everton. He didn't have the speed though. To, he, to no, compete. he did. He didn't have yeah. the speed. No, but he still had the skill, and so and he could put that skill on display in in the MLS. Absolutely. Um, should we move on, sir? I think we should. Uh, one, to... one thing before you move on, I just I, there's one person that I do feel sorry for in this whole Messi going to PSG saga, and it's Sergio Aguero. And Sergio Why? Aguero, Sergio Aguero signed in Barcelona this offseason to play with Lionel Messi. Okay, fair. And to celebrate his goals with Lionel <laughs> Messi every time he scores, now he has to go celebrate with Anton Griezmann. <laughs> it's not the same you know he, his fellow you know like um argentinian yeah he you know like he obviously left city to come play here with messi and the understanding was that he'd play with messi so i just you know i feel a little bad for sergio aguero yeah i i i, I didn't even think about that to be honest with you but yeah the fact that Aguero, I mean, like barcelona is barcelona they're always going to have that that pull of any player they want yeah there's always that, you know, that's the peak of your career is to play for a Barcelona or a Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, and now PSG, apparently. But, um, yeah, no, so Barcelona is always going to, they can go out and get whoever they want, right? Like the transfer window is not closed yet. They can still go out and get whoever they want. They can, I know. And, and this frees up some money. But the whole idea of letting Messi walk, if, it's, if he's only getting paid $35 million a year, they're probably tr- trying to recover some financial debt that they're in right now. Well, I mean, maybe part of the reason they let Messi walk was because there was still some animosity there. Like, this Messi saga has been going on for quite a while now, right? Mm-hmm. And we've seen, obviously, like, Messi come out and say that he doesn't want to play for Barcelona anymore. He doesn't like the way the team's ownership is going, where the management is going. Yeah. So, like, this, obviously, it's not just as black and white as it may seem. Yeah. There's obviously something else there that's happening behind closed doors. Um, but Messi, uh, yeah, I think we'll, we're going to see PSG in the Champions League final easily. easily. All right. Big prediction there. All right, let's move on. Uh, you're going to talk an interesting story coming out of Raptors camp here early in the off season. Yeah. Do you have the actual quote? I want to read the actual quote here. It wasn't in English. Oh, it was translated. It was translated. He oh. actually said it. Um, so he, he bit, I don't have the exact quote, but he basically said that he wants to play for a team that's, you know, he aiming has, to win a championship. He has higher ambitions than exactly. the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. I have the quote that he, he replied is sort of apologetic uh, quote that he put out. He said, my message basically to all of Toronto's fans is I would like to apologize. It didn't come out the right way. I know they love their team and they should be proud. It is one of the best organizations in the NBA. They've already won a championship and I didn't. So what I said, it was really inappropriate. It was really not appropriate. So he's still saying it as they've rather than we've. Exactly. That's what I wanted to you bring know, up it's too. The, it's it. He's not mentally part of this team. He's no. not. I don't think he, he plays, hasn't bought in. He hasn't. I don't think he plays a game for the Raptors. 
And if he does, he gets booed by all of our fans. He said, Toronto is not my preferred destination. I have higher ambitions. We'll see. That's unbelievable. Dude, you just got traded to this team. Yeah. Like, uh, who is Goran Drogic can't even fucking guard anyone in the league. You can't guard Jared Dudley. How can you make these comments when you're as mediocre of a player as you are? You're coming off the bench and you're making these comments. We don't want you on the Raptors. Nobody was excited when we got Drogic back in this Lowry trade. I think that I think that was the biggest. You know, no one really paid any mind to this because they're like, well, Goran Drogic sucks anyways. No one wants him here. I don't want him. That's the whole thing. When I heard that there was going to be a sign-in trade between, between Miami and Toronto and we were going to get possibly Goran Drogic, I was like, Ugh, can we shoot for someone else? When this Lowry trade was was breaking and like we were, you know, processing the trade, I thought, you know, for sure, okay, like if Drogic is coming back, it's a salary cap maneuver. Like they're trying to fit Lowry's salary in, so they send us back Goran Drogic. I never thought for a second that Goran Drogic was going to stay on this team. He just doesn't fit the mold. He doesn't fit the culture. He doesn't really make sense on this team taking minutes away from guys like Malachi Flynn. I thought for sure that this fucking garbage piece of shit <laughs> was going to be bought out eventually. Yeah. It yeah. angers me more that he hasn't been bought out. It angers me more that he's allowed to speak and speak these negative thoughts towards the organization. That is just two years removed from a playoff spot, a championship, yeah, a legacy that was started. Literally 2019 NBA champions. I, I do, I'm, I'm used to the narrative of everyone saying, oh, no one wants to play in Toronto. Like we just saw Arenas the other, what, last week talk about, oh, we're going we're gonna to count that championship. Mm-hmm. Like we posted that on our page. That's a whole nother thing. But like I'm used to the narrative of people saying like, oh, the Raptors are in Canada, so they don't really count as an NBA team. Mm-hmm. Well, this not real NBA team just won an NBA championship. So... Yeah, I mean, Drogic is from Slovenia. Um, I'm hearing some rumblings around the league that, you know, Dallas could be in play here to play with his fellow, yes. fellow countryman, yes. Luka Doncic. There is a possible trade between is, the Raptors and the Mavs. There's a possible trade there. Um, I feel like him coming out and saying these things about the fact like he doesn't want to play for the Raptors only lowers his value, his trade value. You know, so, you know, he definitely wants to play with Luka Doncic. The, the Raptors could find an easy way out here and just release him and or buy him out. And he could just sign there. But I think what, you know, we, we just re-signed our boy Masai. Yeah, so we I did. Feel, <laughs> I feel yeah, like we did. right now we just have some trust in Masai. He's going to get dealt one way or another. Hopefully we can get something back for him, whether it's a fucking piece of toast or not, you know, like we're going to get something back for him here. See, that's the thing. Um, now that Dragic has come out and said that he doesn't want to play for Toronto, teams are like, okay, obviously Toronto doesn't want him there either. So we can offer something lower. Mm-hmm. So to play off of your point, yes, exactly. This lowers his value on the trade market. But as soon as these comments went public, I'm sure Masai was on the phone with Bobby saying, all right, let's get this guy the fuck out of here. 
Yeah, I mean, like... The, the, he's never going to play a game for the Raptors. Just, he just doesn't fit the Raptors' mold right now. The Raptors consist mostly of, like, mid-20-year-old age players or younger. Um, I feel like rather than being a bench player in Toronto, in terms of Dallas, he could slot right into, you know, their starting lineup over there, right beside Doncic, right beside Tim Hardaway Jr. The Raptors could get two guys back from Dallas for... For uh, Drogic, you know, they can get two younger guys, yeah. Dwight Powell, who's playing the, the power forward role, and they can get um, Willie Cauley Stein, you know, a couple bigs there that we need. You know, we need some size up front because, goddamn, Chris Boucher put on some arm weight, man. <laughs> I love that that was the, <laughs> that was the promo clip that was chosen yeah. too, for that episode. Um, but put, put on some weight, Chris Boucher. <laughs> He's a two by four. Um, <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, you look at the like complete opposite of Dragic and Ken Birch, who just re-signed in Toronto, um, and you look at his comments about after he re-signed, he said, I knew right away this is where I want to be. I don't even know what other teams were interested in me. This is where I want to be. This is home. That's the player we want. Yeah, this... That's the player that's going to get cheered when he gets announced as part of the starting lineup in Toronto, when we eventually get fans back. I think Toronto management wants Drogic to play for Toronto. No. I think they do. Why? I think in some sort of rotation, having like a veteran to really help develop some of these young guys is important. You know, it is, you know, especially with, you know, a young player like Malachi Flynn. You know, I I remember seeing a situation like this. It was about 10 years ago um, when the Raptors made a similar deal to this where they got Peja Stojakovic back. Mm-hmm. And Peja did not want to play well, for the, the Raptors. Raptors. Weren't the team then? then and he was now. bought out. Peja was bought out. You know, obviously the Raptors were were a lot different back but then. Yeah, they were a lot different of a team. But the scenario where Peja didn't want to play for Toronto is the same scenario that you know Drogic may may have gone back on what is what he said, but he said that emotionally. He said that regardless of whether or not he was say he was wearing a Heat shirt still when he said that. Really. He's wearing. He's still wearing a Miami Heat shirt. I don't know. I just. I don't. What the? What do the Raptors have to do to become part of a conversation? Like we see Stephen we A. Have, Smith. We have to stop paying taxes. <laughs> that's what. That's we have the to bottom stop. line. Yeah. Players honestly. don't want to come to Toronto because they make less money. Keep that in mind, man. If you're if you're playing somewhere in Miami, you're not paying taxes. You're not paying taxes. No. And also, you know, players complain about, you know, having to cross the border and all that, all that. Yeah, you're, stuff, n- you're in a new country. Like, there's a lot of factors in here that some players who historically, especially like for a guy like Drogic, who's lived probably his entire 14-year career in Miami. For yeah. him to go from sunny Miami to a cold, and this season will be a cold Toronto winter okay yeah but like look at the weather right now in toronto we're at like fucking 35 he doesn't have to come here right now though when does the season start i'm not i'm not trying to make a like a case against toronto i'm just saying he's probably so caught up in living that miami lifestyle that he doesn't understand this move to toronto especially being from slovenia and barely able to speak english like go fuck yourself man yeah he's i don't Personally, I don't think he plays a game for the Raptors, but yeah, we will see. Just have all Canadians play for the Raptors. You know, let's get every Canadian in the league. Jamal Murray, 
Fuck Jamal it. Murray. If we get, oh my god, if we got just get every Murray. Canadian. Let's just have Team Canada. Team Canada in Toronto as Team Six. Yeah, I'm all for it. Uh, Andrew Andrew Wiggins. Andrew Wiggins. Kelly as much Shit as you talk about Andrew Wiggins, you want him <laughs> on the Raptors. Kelly Olynyk. Wow. Let's get them all here. You know, just Chris Boucher. Put on some weight, but you can stick around. <laughs> every time you mention <laughs> his name, you have to say that. Of course. <laughs> uh, should we move on? Let's move on. Let's move on. So next week we're gonna do our fantasy po- football mock draft uh, because the season is vastly approaching. Um, vastly, fastly. I don't know. I haven't had a coffee yet today. Um, but we're going to preview next week's episode by giving you two sleepers, two from Neil and two from myself, of who are basically going to get overlooked in your fantasy drafts, mm-hmm. uh, players that, in our opinion, should not be overlooked in your fantasy drafts. So if these players are still on the table in the later rounds, definitely pick them up. Neil, do you want to start us off? Yeah, just this is a preview. Next week, we're going to take a deeper it's dive It's a preview here. for sure. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I know. I'm, and you asked me this pre-show here, and I was like, fuck, I don't want to give away any of my insight because I'm <laughs> in a fucking fantasy league with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I talk a whole lot of shit, you know, about <laughs> it. So we actually, um, Josh wanted to bring up on the show that I was the last person to pay my buy-in. I fee. was going to bring that up. Yes. And I, out of our 10-person league that I'm the commissioner out of. Uh, what was my reasoning, Josh? Your reasoning, Neil, was that you said you're going to be getting that money back. So there's no points in in giving me the money. But Why, why send the money for a buy-in when <laughs> I'm winning this league and it's coming right back to me? Anyway, anyways, you know. We will, we will continue to keep. Neither here nor there. Let's get into uh, a couple sleepers <laughs> here, though. <laughs> All right, uh, start us off, Neil. Who's your first sleeper? My first sleeper is someone who hasn't even been named the starter yet on their team. And there's a lot of drama surrounding this team after the departure of perhaps one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. If you say Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is not one of the greatest quarterbacks (laughs) of all time. Yeah, I jumped in before you actually said that. I was referring to one Drew Brees. Wait, what? retiring last year. Wait, my you, my your sleeper. sleeper is Drew Brees. No, I'm referring to him retiring. Oh, due okay, to okay, that. Okay, okay, my sleeper this year is a guy who threw 30 interceptions two years ago. Jameis Winston. He's back and better than ever. He might throw 31 this year, but I have faith that he is going to be my sleeper of the year. He will be named the starter. I don't give a flying fuck what you have to say about Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill is not a quarterback. He's a tight end. He's something. He's just not a quarterback. He He's not a decent quarterback at that. But do you think they're they're obviously still going to slot him in in, in random he third had, or fourth down plays? And my, my case against Taysom Hill is that he had a showcase last year and it didn't go so well. He struggled to move the offense. His way of moving the offense is running the ball in. I feel like that might be the only takeaway, um, the only asterisk beside why um, – you know, Jameis might not have a big offensive output as he normally would is because, you know, some goal line stints here might see Taysom Hill come in and run the ball in. But I have every faith that, you know, Jameis Winston, after a year of being the understudy of Drew Brees, has helped him mature, make smarter decisions. 100%. And working with Sean Payton, I feel like he's going to have a breakout year this year. 
What round do you see Jameis Winston going in? If it's a two QB league, he's probably going to get drafted in the middle of the the uh, the pack there, middle rounds. But if it's a one QB league, he's definitely someone you want to keep on your bench as you know, like a second quarterback or even a third quarterback if your bench is that deep. But get this guy on your team, man. You're going to regret it later in the season. You know, he has rushing potential. He has he's a gunslinger. If Michael Thomas comes back in week four or week five, you're going to wish you have Jameis Winston throwing him the ball. Yeah, once Michael Thomas... Michael Thomas is a big question mark too, right? Like, he he needs to come back as well. Yeah. And is he... If he does come back, like, rather soon, is he going to play, like, the Michael Thomas of last year? Or is he going to play, like, the Michael Thomas of two years ago? Because last year... I don't know what the fuck that was, but like that was not. I think he was playing Thomas. injured last year. He finally got surgery. He's recovering from his surgery right now. He'll be back. First couple weeks of the season, he'll be back. All right, yeah. you heard it here first. Who do you got? Uh, my first sleeper is only rostered in thirty three percent of Yahoo leagues right now, and that's Jamison Crowder. Jamison Crowder is. I know he's he's the number one wide wide receiver right now, but he's on the New York Jets. And obviously, people are always wary of taking anyone from the New York Jets because they're the New York Jets. But Crowder will be seeing the majority of the targets. And he is a good wide receiver. He's going to find the end zone. Yeah. If he's still available in the later rounds of your draft, pick up Jamison Crowder. Even if you have to keep him on your bench. Take him away from someone else. That's a good call. He did carry that offense last year. This 100%. is a re- this is a very rejuvenated offense, though. You know they have Zach Wilson that they drafted very early in the draft this yeah. year. They drafted Elijah Moore, who could be a stud, and they also had a huge signing this year. You might go underrated, but I, in my opinion, it's a huge signing. Signing Corey Davis, you yeah, know, from Tennessee. Exactly. Corey Davis isn't that far removed from being known as a very highly touted prospect, a wide receiver prospect. So. I don't know. Denzel Mims is still there. They got a lot of good receivers on this team. So I hope you're right. You know, Jamison Crowder is the guy that's going to be playing that slot role. Yeah, 100%. Keep soaking up those targets. And if, especially if you're in a PPR league, you want Jamison Crowder on your team. Uh, Who's your second sleeper, Neil? I'm going to go running back here. You know, I, I love like everyone, every single season is looking for a breakout running back. That's just what they do. You know, yeah, of course. Running back, are, aside from the the first round where all the studs go, first couple of rounds, it's usually in the first first round. It's all running backs yeah, off you're, the table. You're you're looking for, you know, a, a a breakout running back in the middle of the pack who's probably going to end up being a top ten running back. Every every draft is looking for this. You know what I mean? So, my guy who I'm I'm shouldn't be sleeping on, but my sleeper this year is Mike Davis. Interesting. He's underrated. And we saw what he did last year when Christian McCaffrey went down in Carolina. He was a fucking beast. But if Christian McCaffrey is healthy throughout the entire season, mm-hmm. would you still consider him a sleeper? 100%. He's in Atlanta now. So he is. Oh, the, you got you got traded. Okay, never mind. He is, yeah, he take is the bona fide number one in Atlanta. Well, they don't. Atlanta doesn't have Todd Gurley anymore, so they need. They need a running they back. Need a running you know, back. so. You know, with him being in in Atlanta now, I feel, you know, he is going to end up as a top ten ru- uh, rusher. Um, you think so? Eh? Top ten. And he's going to have a heavy workload. I feel like with the fact I mean, he that has to yeah, because they lost uh, Julio Jones. As with well. the fact that they lost Julio Jones, they still they they you know drafted Kyle Pitts, who's a stud tight end. 
Calvin Ridley's probably going to take a step forward. Russell Gage is probably going to take a step forward. But Matt Ryan is getting older. You know, Matt Ryan is not... Matt Ryan has been getting older for the past <laughs> six, seven, eight, nine years. He's getting older. And the reason I'm bringing that up is that he's not going to continue being the gunslinger that he's had to be year after year. And I feel like this offense might actually be better without Julio this year. You know, it's a little bit more well-rounded. I think so, eh? I f- it's it's just going to be a little bit more dynamic in the fact that it's a little bit more well-rounded. And I feel like Mike Davis might be the centerpiece of that. I heard I heard a theory from the fantasy footballers um, and their podcasts. And their theory about Cleveland was that the offense in Cleveland is better without Odell there. And the reason for that is because the the offense looks to Odell more often than they should. And, you know, when he's not there, you have the option to throw to whoever you want to. And when he is there, you have to try and find him, even though he's not always your best option. So maybe when you take, if you look at Atlanta, when you take Julio out of the equation, you don't have to target one person. You have options on the field. Yeah, I think even, you know, that I'm glad you brought that scenario up because you look at Odell I feel like that scenario was him demanding the ball and exactly. being force-fed the ball even when he's in double coverage. And that, he would that, get angry if the ball wasn't thrown his way. Exactly. I mean, Even if he was double-covered. So Julio, I mean, probably the same scenario here. We're going to see what happens without Julio this year in Atlanta. It's going to look fucking weird not seeing Julio Jones on the field yeah. there or even seeing Julio Jones in a Tennessee Titans uniform. But, yeah, Mike Davis, go get him. He should be available in the middle rounds. So get this guy on your team. Good idea. Mm-hmm. Um, my second sleeper um, is probably going to be available by the, the time your last round rolls around. And that is Alan Lazard. Oh, the lizard man. The lizard king. Yeah, he, he lit it up. I mean, he was injured for a lot of last season, but so was Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams in Green Bay was out for most of, not most, but a few games of last season. Alan Lazard was lighting it up. And you still have Aaron Rodgers as your starting quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is still the gunslinger, and he's still going to be throwing those 40-yard lobs. And Alan Lazard was catching those lobs. So Alan Lazard is only rostered right now in 7% of Yahoo Leagues. 7%. That's it. That's it. If he is available and looking at that number of 7%, he will be available. I think he is a decent sleeper to go and pick up 100%. I'll make sure I draft him before you do. If Oh, my gosh. We will. Yeah, we're going to have after our actual draft, we'll, we're going to have the shit talking on this episode for sure. All right. We'll get more into it next week. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more fantasy football with the season only weeks away. Let's fucking give you the advice you need to win your leagues. Absolutely. Uh, but that that is it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name's have- Neil. <laughs> <laughs> My name's Josh. You guys have a good week. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of the Shoot Your Thought Podcast. Podcast.